Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. You see, looking at you over here. I love it. Man, I'm excited to be in God's house. You guys excited to be in God's house today on Red Sunday? Man. Barry, it looks like you got just a few Chiefs fans in the house. Just a, just a few. Just a few, man. This is exciting. Man, this is a great day in Kansas City. I'm going to tell you something. We got to do this more often, amen? Can't wait 50 years between having, being in the Super Bowl. So, uh, man, I love something. Somebody tried to get me to wear one of those Mahomes things going on, that the hair, you know what I'm talking about. So if you see me do What? Come on. Hey, tailgate party, you're going to see it happen, okay? And I paid my chest, too, so you're going to be ready for that. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I didn't. But I figured somebody, somebody here would paint their chest. But I know some of you guys, anybody repping, uh, somebody's probably repping a different jersey today. Let's see. Anybody out there that's not a cheese fan, we'll give you one shout-out right now. Come on, not a cheese fan, just cheer. Nope, nope. They're too ashamed. <laughs> Season's over. It's all right. We love you, man. In the name of Jesus. But hey, if, you, if you're new with us, I want to say you're our VIP guest today, man. We love you. I hope you feel welcome today. I hope you feel like God just all over this and uh, find a place here at our church and get connected. But man, I'm excited to hear. Come on, real life. Join me. Welcome. Everybody that's new. Come on, let them know you love them. Come on, let them know. Well, today we're launching a series called Unstoppable. It's a, just a quick two-week series, but I think it's going to be so powerful. We're going to really share our vision of really what we believe God wants us to be as a church, and uh, we're going to dive right in. I believe God's got something special this morning. I mean, if you get a look in the book of Acts, there's a story of a, of a man named Peter, and he's got all the apostles with him. They're out preaching in the, uh, in the temple, and they're talking about Jesus, and these religious leaders go up to him, and they arrest him, and they throw him into a public prison, and, and God does what he does. He shows up, and he kind of just translates them out of prison. He just moves them out. They didn't know, know they left, and the Pharisees show up in the morning, and they're looking for him and can't find him. And so they're getting pretty hot, pretty upset looking for him. And guess where they're found? They're found preaching back in the temple in the name of Jesus. And so at this point, these Pharisees are like, man, we're going to have to kill these guys. They're furious. They're upset. And I don't know if you can say this, but there was one wise Pharisee. There's like one that kind of stopped and thought for a second. And he said this, and I thought it was so powerful today. It says in Acts 5.38, it says, For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, come on, somebody, if it's from God, if what they're doing is Jesus is in it and God is in it, let me tell you something, you'll not be able to stop these men. Somebody say unstoppable. 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 The mission of God is unstoppable. If God's in it, you cannot stop it. Matter of fact, it says you'll only find yourselves fighting against God. Can I tell you this morning that God has given us an unstoppable mission, that God has placed something in our hearts, in our church that we didn't write, we didn't craft, we didn't come up with our mission statement. God has given this to us. And so this morning, I want to remind you of our mission. If you know it, you can say it with me. It's to see people far from God do what? Discover real life and purpose in Jesus. We're going to do it again, man. You say, if you know it, to see people far from God discover real life and purpose in Jesus. I mean, we're all about that. That's why we exist. You can say we're a church for unchurched people. And I want to go back and really into the beginning of the New Testament church and see the power of God on the church and what the, how the church was unstoppable. If you look at Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says this. It says they devoted. Somebody say devoted. 
This is an important word we're going to come back to. But they devote themselves to the apostles' teaching, and everybody was filled in awe. Everybody stepped back and saw the power of God. I'm going to tell you something. It was everybody. It wasn't just this section over here, because that, that's a few people over here. It wasn't the front row. This is my spitting section, by the way. You three get the... The blessing, okay? Baptized with that. All right. It wasn't just over here. It wasn't just the dream teamers. It wasn't just the pastoral staff that was in all of God. It wasn't just those who showed up every week or people who've been Christians for a long time. It was the entire church was in awe of what God was doing. It was kind of like a few weeks ago uh, when Patrick Mahomes ran for the 27 yards during the AFC championship against the Titans. Come on, somebody. And you're watching that and your jaw hits the ground. You're like, what? just happened like how in the world I mean they didn't even like hit the I mean coming through there I mean every play I'm one of those guys I don't know about you I start yelling at the TV anybody like that out there man I shake it up my kids are scared to death my wife says it's okay your dad's got problems and so your pastor's got a sin nature okay so I can't watch the Super Bowl with anybody else I'm like I'm gonna be at my house because it's about crazy and so um I'm just one of those guys I'm just like that is incredible that's awesome and, and I go back and forth every play some of you guys are like so chill man I'm not that guy I'm, I'm wound tight so um but I'm telling you something when you, this word devoted like when they devote themselves to the apostles' teaching. Can I just tell you something? It was 10,000 times, a million times greater than the awe you're going to see even tonight. When I saw the power of God, we sang about this morning, the majesty of God, the unstoppable God that we sang about, the lion and the lamb. And you stop back and go, wow, God, you are totally in control. Like you, you own it all. Like you're sovereign. You, you know every single thing. God, you're so big. You orchestrate all this together. And the whole church was in awe. Can you imagine what 2020 would be like if we stood in awe of God as a church together, not just this row, but the entire church stood back and said, man, God can do it. God is in charge of all of this. I mean, I don't know about you. I come with an expectation every single Sunday that God is going to do something big in our church. I come to expectation every time that I come on this platform or, or somebody sings on this stage or somebody comes in the front door or goes to our kids' ministry that God's going to do something big in their life because God, I'm just in awe of what he can do. So I believe there's some marriages that are going to get healed, amen? I believe the people are going to come to Christ so there's going to be people rescued from their sin. Maybe somebody today, I believe somebody today is going to do that. I, I believe that, that God's going to take away from a, some addictions and some desires and to break some chains of the past. Like somebody maybe is lonely as now you're realizing that they have hope in Christ. Maybe you're depressed and you realize, man, I, I have a best friend in Jesus. He's walking with me. I'm just telling you something. I come with great expectation that God's going to do something. If there's ever a formula uh, for the mission of God, let me tell you what it is. It's to stand in awe of who he is with some expectation that God is going to move in this place. I want you to see what happened when they were in awe. It says this, many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles and all the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone who has need. And every day, somebody say every day. You guys are saying a lot of things today. But every day they continue to meet together in the temple. Uh, I mean, I love this, man. The church was in awe. I mean, they, they were expect, they had expectation, but every day they met together. Can I encourage you as a Christian, as a, as a person who, who follows after God, somebody who, who is seeking after Jesus, to get together in community? Can I encourage you to surround yourself with other Christians, uh, to, to be a part of the body of Christ? It's not just a Sunday morning thing. It's throughout all week. And this morning, uh, we caught you a good time because guess what? We're launching our life groups today. And so you have a chance to get connected. I mean, yeah, love that. Start cheering for life groups. I love it. We're in the right place. And so man, we have a life group just for you. I encourage you, the people you meet will change your life. Uh, they literally will change you. And so I want to encourage you to get involved. We've got a life group for everybody. Um, one, one of the groups that me and Diane and uh, Barry's leading as well is a group called Freedom. It's to help you uh, come out of your past and approach God with the, right, um, with the right mindset, right mentality. And so I want to encourage you to jump in that group. You need to settle yesterday's. We've got groups for parents uh, with parents of teenagers, uh, uh, parents of young kids. We've got fun groups. We've got Taco Tuesday. Come on, somebody. Um, who's not going to join that group, you know? Uh, maybe some spiritual stuff there. We've got recreation group. We've got men's group, women's groups. Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got groups for kids. We've got groups for teens. 
teens. Can I just tell you there's no junior here with the Holy Spirit, amen? And so we believe we're a church of groups. And I'm, it's really clear, man. we're not a church with groups, okay? We're not adding this on. It's like a peripheral thing we're doing. We're a church of groups. It's essential. It's at the core. It's at the heartbeat we're going to do. We're missing out if we're going to show up on Sunday and not get in biblical community because, guess what? We're in all of God. We're expecting great things, but we're going to do life together. Is any wonder that the New Testament church grew? Is any wonder that it was unstoppable because these people were connected together? I'm going to tell you something about life group. If, if you're hurting, I love about life group is somebody's helping you. Amen? You got somebody praying for you. If you're struggling, somebody's going to pick you up. If you're winning, man, somebody's going to cheer the victory. You know what I'm talking about. Somebody's going to be there to encourage you. I just talked to somebody right before the gathering just struggling just all by themselves. I'm like, man, get into a life group. It will change your life. And so that's my encouragement for this morning. See what the church did as well. It says they broke bread in their homes, ate together, and with, uh, with glad and sincere hearts. That sounds like a life group. Amen? That's what they're doing. And the Lord added to the number daily those who are being saved. I mean, here's the, here's the formula for how God is unstoppable in the mission of the church. Man, the all of God, the expectation of God, they're in biblical community. And guess what? God gives the increase. Amen? God does work. God brings life change. And so I believe this is the mission that God has put us on. And I'm going to tell you something. This, this mission that God has put in my heart, this is something that has been crafted for a long, long time. Uh, when I was in Bible college back in 2007, I, I sat in a class, and the professor said, uh, make sure when you launch a church, you have a church, make sure you keep Baptists in the name. And I, I'm like, raise my hand because I'm that guy, right? I'm like, uh, why would you do that, you know? And they're like, well, because if, if you don't have the name assigned, then people are going to show up to your church that aren't Baptists. And the problem with that is what, you know? Like, what, what's the problem with uh, somebody who doesn't look like you and talk like you and have a KJV? And, and What's the problem with that? Like, what, what's, what's the issue? I'm like, just kind of lost. Like, in the church for the world. And so this was stirring my heart. I remember uh, uh, j- just struggling. Like, why is the church so, uh, like, just inclusive or so exclusive? It's just about itself at times. And we used to sing that song, Come Just As You Are. You know what I'm talking about. It was like the invitation song, you know, back in, back in those days. And I, I came forward one time. I was wearing a visor. It was a turtle visor because that was really cool. Never. And, um. That's why they made me take it off. But I came forward and they're like, you got to take the visor off. It wasn't, that was like the first thing they told me. And I'm like, so basically come just as you are after you look a certain way, dress a certain way, talk a certain way. And then you can come forward and be part of our church. And I man, God was just stirring my heart. Like, man, we got to be a church for unchurched people. In 2013, I had the opportunity to go to, to, on a missions trip and uh, got to see a church down in uh, Bogota, South America, in Colombia, uh, that I would consider was my very first church I've been to that was a church for unchurched people. It was a church where everybody was welcome, uh, a church where the dress code was just cover something up, you know, like it wasn't like you were in this or that, or like what about Bible versions, there was young people on the stage leading, there was, there was older people ministering to the church, there was, there was a variance of uh, ages and, and, and ethnicities, and, and it was just so healthy, and it's hard to understand a culture because it's like below the surface, it's like a fabric, and, and I remember walking out there going, like, my mind is blown, like how in the world did they pull that off, like man, God was all over it, the spirit of God was in it, and so I came back from this trip, and I'm like, man, I've got to change up what I'm doing, I was a youth pastor at the time, and and I said, man, our youth group's got to be a youth group for unchurched teens. Like, we're going to have to reach our city. So we started this ministry called Alive. Uh, how many of you guys have been to Alive? Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. You guys, you know, all, some, man, I th- man, you guys, amazing group, man. We tore it up, man. And God was all over it. Like, uh, we, we started this program to reach un- unchurched teens. And uh, half the East Middle School at the time, it was about five or 600 uh, teens had come to our program in less than nine months. And we saw 100 ke- teens come to Christ. And it was amazing. They'd, they'd come on stage and sign a, a light bulb with their name, the date they'd come to Christ. And we put it in a sign. It would light up. 
and the whole room would cheer for him. And it was just an incredible ministry, what God was doing. But we took our eyes off ourselves. And in 2000 and, uh, 2016, I had the opportunity to connect with a church planting organization called The Ark. Association of Related Churches, and man, for the first time in my life as a Christian, I found my people. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you walked in a room, you're like, where have you been my entire life? Man, there are churches, life-giving churches for, for the community, not just in the community, but for the community, and I started listening. I was like, man, my heart was breaking, and God was just crafting this vision for the church, and man, I was so excited about it. I, I came back to Kansas City, and I, I took Barry. I remember going down to a little ARC training down in uh, um, Arkansas. Uh, I took Andrew with me, um, and I brought him down there, and I remember sitting at a round table, and we're about five minutes into the first session and they start talking about being a church for unchurched people and how we're going to be here to reach people that need Jesus and we're not going to just be in a community before a community. We're like uh, God working as their life as long as Satan didn't mess it up and we're not going to be bad ourselves and we're going to eyes off the, and I look over and, and, and Barry and I'll, I'm going to say this, but, but Barry said next to me and literally he's got a tear rolling down his face. Can I tell everybody that Barry? You got a tear, yeah, yeah. No, you can't tell him that. So your wife told me you've only cried twice in your life and, and uh, one was called Titanic and um <laughs> So that makes it three times. But I'm telling you, he looked at, barely looked at me and said, man, we've been doing church long, man. We've done it wrong. We, man, we, I've been sorry. We've been just focused so much on, on what we want and inside focus. Man, we've got to change what we're doing. And so we decided to launch a life-giving church here in our community and take that back with us. And 2017, we started these things called Interest Socials. We took a, we took a big step and went public. And who, who came to an Interest Social? Come on, there you go. Man, I love you guys. Man, I love you guys. Some people signed in pencil, some people signed in pen, and these guys signed in blood. You know what I'm talking about? They came and they've been sacrificing and serving and giving and making a way. And man, I thank you so much for you guys hanging in there and making a difference. And you guys are cha changing the scope of, of, of the future of this community. And so we launched on September 17, 2017 in this very auditorium almost two and a half years ago with 345 people. And I'm telling you something, God is just getting started. Uh, we went from one gathering to two, 55 people on our dream team to almost 100. 30. Uh, last year we grew by 25% in attendance and uh, I'm not just trying to make a number, I'm telling you every person has a story, every, every number has a face and uh, we grew last year and, and our finances grew and God has been doing this thing. I say all this to say this, the point is the vision of our church is not a man-made vision. The vision of our church isn't something that was crafted by human hands and put together and stuck on a piece of paper. No, no, this is the heart of God. God gave us this vision. He wrote it up. He crafted it. And he handed it to us and said, hey, can you lead the way? Can you do this? Can you have a church for unchurched people, a church for people far from God in this community? Because I'm all over it. So the question I have this morning is real simple. What position are you going to play in the mission of God? What position, what role are you going to play in the mission of God? And today I want to give you three ways that we do this here at Real Life. I want to encourage you to be a part of all that God is doing. So our vision is this, that everybody that comes in the door is welcome here at Real Life. Look what the Bible says in Revelation twenty-two seventeen. It says, the spirit of the bride says, come. And then, and let him who hears him say, come. And whoever is thirsty, let him, what's it say? Come. And whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of the water of life. Can I just tell you this morning that Jesus is standing before you right now with arms open saying, just come. You are welcome here in your pain, in your hurt, in your mess. You can just come to this place. You can come to me. You're welcome to the kingdom of God in your depression, in your loneliness, in your fear, in your addiction. You can just come to church. Can I just tell you there's a church in North Cass County that just says you're just welcome the way you are. You have to look a certain way or talk a certain way. You can just come and we're going to love you right where you're at and help you in next step with Jesus. Can we just 
can we just agree to that, that we're in a church that's going to welcome people? Uh, I'm just going to tell you something. I, I ran to a guy, this is about a few months after he launched, and um, he's a Catholic guy. He goes to, he's a really devout Catholic, goes to the Catholic church, but he comes here every so often, and he stopped me and said, hey, can, can I come to your church? Um, I know we don't agree on the same stuff, but I, can I come to your church? I'm like, well, yeah, you're always welcome in our church. Like, we don't have to agree on every single thing, but, man, I believe this is a place that God can use you and change you, and, man, I love that you're serving Jesus at your church there. You're always welcome. Uh, we had a lady in our church that uh, struggled through a, a divorce situation. Her husband left her, and she was uh, just, uh, just felt full of shame and despair and, and she felt like man I can't be at church right now because of, of where I'm at in life and I'm like no 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 we love you like this is where God is calling you to be don't isolate yourself because this isn't working out like we're going to help restore you and help you and encourage you and build you up and care for you um, these are the stories that we have all the time in our church we had a guy that was uh, serving on our dream team that was just coming through a, a big spell of alcoholism and, and had just been sober and he's like I'm not sure I'm going to relapse and I have all these issues I'm like man come on our team there's a place for you can I say that we're a church that welcomes everybody can we do that? Can we be the church that just opens our hands like Jesus and say, come to our church? Like, come in your doubts. You're welcome in your fear. I mean, you're welcome uh, whatever problems you've had in the past, in your pain. Uh, you're welcome with your addiction. You're welcome in your poor decisions. Come on, somebody. You're welcome whatever choice of clothes you want to wear. Just cover something up. I mean, you're welcome with your mullet. If you sport a mullet, come on, somebody. I mean, you're welcome in your, in your construction boots. I love that because that's kind of my roots, you know. I mean, you're, wel you're welcome in your skinny jeans and your, and your hipster look. Come on, Jared. I mean, you... <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. He's not I'm picking you out right now, right? I mean, you're welcome whatever you look like. You're welcome with your tattooed sleeves. I love it. I mean, you look like a biker gang. I love it. I mean, you're welcome to the church of God. Can I just tell you today, you're welcome if you're a foreigners fan in our church today. Can I just tell you, you're just welcome in our church. I know we got all red in here, but we love you in the name of Jesus. I'm pretty sure God doesn't wear a Chiefs jersey, but if he did, okay? No, he doesn't, but if you had to pick one, all right? Just telling you. So here's your role. Here's the role you got to play. Can you, can you just be the most welcoming people in the world? Like when somebody shows up, can we just like just intentionally love on them? I mean, the first thing they're thinking when they walk in the door is like, do I fit in? Like I'm looking around like, do, do, are people going to judge me? And I tell you all the time, people don't go to church because they feel like they're getting judged. So I can just tell you, can you just meet somebody and greet and put a smile on your face? I mean, just give them the biggest, you know, the little side hug if you don't know them, but just let them know you care about them. Give them a big hug. If you're a hugger, man. <laughs> like, you know, you don't never know how somebody comes in where they're at. I mean, I always think, uh, I always preach to the back row because, I mean, people don't come and sit in the front naturally. And so it's like, man, people back, man. Just, we're, we're, every week, we, you know, we're singing from the stage. We're like, man, we're going to break the veil. Like, there's a wall that's built here. We're just going to step across it, right? I'm not going to fall off today. But, like, we're going to break through, man. We're, we're, we're going we're, we're to lead people from the back. Every week, somebody, this is their Super Bowl Sunday here at church. This is the one shot that we may get with somebody to tell them about the love of Christ. And so we're going to welcome every single person. We're going to start where they're at. We're going to help them follow Jesus. I'm going to tell you something about what Jesus did. Jesus, this is how Jesus uh, welcomed people. Uh, there's a story in the Bible where there's a, he goes up to a well and he meets a Samaritan woman. And by sitting down and even talking to her, he breaks every cultural norm. Who knows that Jesus crosses lines to bring people in? Who, who knows that Jesus doesn't draw lines to keep people out? And so Jesus, he meets this Samaritan woman. He, he sends the disciples off to go get some beef jerky because he's hungry. Send him down the city. And um, he's talking to this woman at the well, and she wants some, some water. And Jesus talks to her and says, you know, I can give you more than this water. I can give you some living water. And so, well, you don't really know who I am. So, well, you know, you got these husbands. She's like, you know about my husbands, you know. And so he, he, he forgives her sin and gives her living water. And he's sitting there with her, breaking all these norms, welcoming her into the kingdom, caring for her, loving on her. And like most Christians, here comes the disciples, and they walk up, and they, they're looking at it going, Man, I can't believe Jesus is talking to her. He shouldn't be talking to her. And they didn't say it out loud, but, uh, but they said in their heads, and who knows that Jesus can still hear that. 
And so they records in the Bible that they told themselves that in their heads. And before anything could happen, this lady puts down the water she came for because she found the living water of Jesus. And she left the well and she ran to her city. And she says this, and it's absolutely amazing. It says, then leaving her water jug, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, all the people that knew her reputation, all the people that had probably judged her and all the people that had rid her off. And she says this, come, 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 see a man who told me everything I ever did. I, could this be the Christ? I'm not sure what this is, but this is the real deal. You got to come. And it said they came out of the town and made their way toward him. Can I just tell you this morning that Jesus didn't tell her to go? Like Jesus didn't say, hey, go back to the city. Like she went up and got on her own strength and own power and said, man, I've got to tell someone about this Jesus. Can I tell them this morning, can you invite people out to real life? Can we be the kind of church where like you wouldn't be embarrassed to bring your best friend to? I mean, I grew up in a church. So I was like, man, I don't know if I should bring my family to this or not. You know, like a little hell and brimstone going on here a little bit. You know, like they're not, this ain't going to work with people. Like this is our showroom of God and we're going to point people to who God is and let God work in their life. Can I just encourage you to invite some people out, amen? That we're going to go back to our city, back to our classroom, back to our, our neighborhood, back to our family and say, man, God's just doing something. I'm telling you, I, I can't explain everything, but can you be a part of this? You got to check it out. You got to see what I'm seeing. Can we do that as a church? Can you invite three people out next week? Can you invite two people out next week? Can you just be on, be on lookout because we're going to welcome this city. Like, we're going to be the kind of people, like, man, I've been in the real life, and God has changed my life. We're going to have people come here that have given up on church and given up on God and maybe are strongly opposed to God. Can I tell you, can we be that kind of church, amen? Can we do that? I believe God is calling us to be that kind of church. Not only a church that welcomes every single person, but a church where everybody is needed and known. Man, I was growing up, uh, I didn't go to church growing up. Uh, I went to Chiefs games. Come on, somebody. Um, my family had four uh, season tickets in the end zone. And so if it was football game Sunday, man, we, we were always uh, watching the Chiefs or at the Chiefs games. As a matter of fact, my, my, my stepdad, my mom, they, they got this old uh, uh, Parks and Rec van. Uh, excuse you. Um, but they... <laughs> Don't go over here. No, I'm just kidding. But they, but they had this, hope I'm not embarrassing you, but, um, but, they, but they had this old Parks and Rec van that they got at auction, and it was that lime green color, and I don't know what city it was in, and uh, they ended up painting it red, you know what I'm talking about, put the stripe down it, the yellow and the white, and that was the, that was the, that was the chief tailgate van. And so we drove that thing out to the games, we'd tailgate, we'd, uh, if you weren't going to get in the game, because there was uh, eight of us, uh, you'd sit in the van, you'd get those ears, you know what I'm talking about, and you'd watch the game in the, in the back of the van, and we'd tailgate every time, and, and that was kind of my life growing up. It, it was, we have chief's rooms in my house growing up, and so we, we were big chief's fans, and so when I was 14 years old, I decided, like, man, I need to have a chief jacket. And so I went to uh, Bannister Mall. Come on, somebody. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's not there. It's perfect. Um, man, anyway. But I went to Bannister Mall. I was like, I got, I got to get a jacket. So my 14th birthday, I went to, went to the mall. I had a little bit of money, not enough money to buy this jacket. So my mom was with me, and, and she felt bad I wanted a jacket. So I got this leather jacket, and at the time, it had to be at least 250 bucks, you know, which is, like, a ton of money. And, uh, and, and it's all leather, so it's, like, super nice. And, and so I was like, man, can I get this? And she said, well, we got to make sure you can grow into it. And at the time, you got to understand, I weighed 135 pounds, like, soaking wet, Okay. I was a freshman in high school, and I was just a rail. My, my mom thought I was anorexic. I'm serious. And I turned sideways and whoosh, just disappeared, you know? I, mean, I was one of those guys, like, and, and I, did, I mean, I wasn't anorexic. I eat everything I want to eat, and I still do that, and that's a problem. Um, and so, like, I'm just going to tell you something. She told me I'd grow into it, and i got to put the mic down for a second. You check this out. Yeah, check it out. I'm, I'm uh, 85 pounds uh, heavier than I was in my freshman year. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I'm still growing into it, Mom. Come on, somebody. Yo, you moms out there, this is what you're thinking. Like, you're going to grow into that. This is, this is extra large. It must have been like the cool, like the 90s thing going, right? Like, the, that's how it roll. Um, but, but I'm just telling you, I, I never grew into it. 
Uh, this, is, this is absolutely huge. And so uh, I hope I don't grow into it. Come on. <laughs> I don't think he's going to turn to muscle, you know. She, she must have thought I was going to play for the Chiefs or something. Like, I don't know. She had big dreams for her son, you know. Um, but I'm just telling you something. This, this is my experience at church. Even on staff at a church, I never feel like I fit in. Like, I never like, could really fill my role. Like, I, I didn't feel qualified enough to serve God. Like, I didn't feel like I had enough uh, knowledge or enough experience or I wasn't spiritual enough or religious enough or, or maybe hadn't given enough or hadn't been on staff enough or studied enough or I just didn't feel like I had it. Like, I didn't really fit in. And I, I want to encourage you this morning, like, we're a church we want everybody to be needed. We're a church we want everybody to be part of the team. And I believe God has gifted you for a specific piece where you can fit into the church. It says this in 1 Corinthians 12. It says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works in all of them and in all men. Can I just tell you this morning, God has gifted you to make a difference. God has gifted you with something that only you can do. Like, I can't fill this jacket, but I'm sure somebody here could. Amen? I can't, I can't do this, but some of you are gifted for this. Some, some, of, you, some of the arm. And some of your legs, some of you are putting these places uh, and only God can use. We got people, all sorts of gifts, all of this church. I think of uh, Drew Holcomb. You probably see him in the videos all the time. But something you may not know is if you've been visiting and you've got a phone call or a text message and a follow-up, uh, there's somebody working behind the scenes that's gifted with people to connect you to church. So you might talk to Drew Holcomb. Uh, if you've been in the hospital and you've, re- you've gotten flowers, you've got a phone call, you've got a visit, you've got people caring for you. Uh, if you've got flowers at, at a funeral for somebody you love, there's a lady behind the, scene, the scenes named Christy Hardy that that puts all this little stuff together so you guys uh, are cared for and connected. Uh, we got a man that, uh, that you behind the scenes completely. You never even know uh, he, he's around. You just see his work all the time every Sunday. Uh, he films the video, the vision casting video you see at the end of every day. He edits it, adds all the audio, comes up with all the creativity, puts all his time and energy behind the scenes so you guys can experience that. His name is Ryan Johnson. I mean, he just makes it behind the scenes. He's gifted. Come on, get up for Ryan. He's, like, he's back there now. You, you just, just people that are gifted in all these different areas, man. I think of, I think of uh, Jared Jensen right now. He's out cooking the broths we're about to eat, amen? I mean, I'm telling you, like, there's people gifted for different things. I'm glad he's cooking them and not me, okay? You wouldn't like what I'm going to do, but that guy has a gift. Uh, I think of Dusty Hardy. He shows up uh, every Sunday morning at 645. You see all this black pipe and drape? I'm going to tell you something. That's a lot of fun. Um, amen. He sets it up every Sunday morning with a, with a team. Uh, he stays for both gatherings. He works as an usher or serves as an usher, um, usually both gatherings. And then he comes and leads the team. And he tears down the pipe and drape again every single Sunday. He's been doing that since launch. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's great. Give it up for Dusty. Come on. All because you can have this experience. Because we're something, we're part of a mission. Like it's something bigger than ourselves. It's something unstoppable. When you get a little piece of what God's doing, I'm telling you something, you're gifted to be a part of this. Can I, can I tell you that you're needed? Like I don't like usually say that, but I just want to tell you you're needed because there's a gift that you're gifted for that we don't have. There's a gift that you do that we don't get, which is a ministry we can't have without you being part of the team. Like there, there's something you're gifted for that there's people that aren't being changed because you're not plugging in your service and your gift to the body of Christ. And the Bible says this, the eye cannot say to the hand, if I, I don't need you. And the hand can't say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Can I tell you, you're important to the mission of God? Can I tell you, you're significant 
that you fit in, that there's a place for you this morning. Can I tell you, you can make a difference with your gift. I mean, we can show up every Sunday, but I'm telling you something, it's what you give back that makes a difference. I, I talked to a lady last night and uh, uh, she's been starting to come to our church the last three months. She said she visited every church in town over the last couple of years. She's been to every single church. She actually visited our church a few times and she had this list, like literally wrote out a list. She said, I, I said, this is what I want in the church. And it needs to be this, this, and 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 this. And how this thing had the church had to look a certain way. And uh, she came to our church, she's been coming since September. And she, she told me, she goes, you know what I found? It's out of the wrong list. The list I had was what I wanted in a church. But I found from being here, when God's speaking to me, it's like, I should change my list. It should be, what, what, can I, what can I offer the church? How can I serve the church? How can I make a difference in the church? Because I, I'm not about myself. Like I'm on a mission. Like the, the church isn't about the church. Like it's not how many people could fit in here. It's how many people can reach out there. It's how, it's how it changes the community. It's how the stats are changed of suicide and, and kids graduating high school and, 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 and people um, just walking the right path of life and, and people getting connected. And we're, we're all about seeing life change in our community. You guys are doing that. We reach out all the time and do stuff. But when you go to church, you're like, what can I get out of it? Man, that's not the heartbeat of God. I'm telling you, you are indispensable to the mission. I mean, some of you guys are some heads, you know, you're really smart. You guys are thinkers. Some of you guys are the feet. Some of you guys are the arms. And some of you guys are the butts. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> We've all been butts at times, you know. We can be a butt, but I'm just, I'm just telling you, we need your help. We need your help. And it's not we need it like, oh, we can't survive without. No, 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 no. No, God has gifted you. He's invited to be a part of it. And there's something we can do. We can't, we can't do without you. So you got to join the team. You got to be a part of what God's doing. I can just be bold with you. I mean, if it's not here, it's somewhere. Like if you're like, hey, real life's not for me. That's okay. Go find a, a life-giving church and plug in and make a difference. You're missing out without it. So I'm going to invite you on the dream team. Can I do that this morning? Can I say we're just going to join the team? I mean, Dusty would love not to set up pipe and drape every morning and after. He would love just to do it one or the other. He's, he's one of two people that, that, that are still rotating through all this different stuff. Like we have plans to, to separate the team out completely. I'm just telling you, there's a space for you. There's a space for you. Not only this, not only a vision uh, for a church where everybody's welcome, but everybody's needed, uh, but we're a church where everybody's changed. We're, we're a church um, that when people come in, they leave different. Man, Romans uh, 10, 13 says this, whoever should call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Man, some people, we come with our baggage. We all come with our brokenness. We come with some pain, with false expectation. We, we, we maybe come in, don't feel loved, don't feel lovable, we don't feel worthy. We come in that way, but we, we hear about Jesus. People come to Christ all the time here at our church. And they hear the name of Jesus and they, they accept Jesus. And guess what? They got new hope. They got, they, got, they got new family. They got new name. They got new purpose. They're changed from the inside out. They're forgiven from their sins and they leave changed. And I'm not gonna tell you, it's just for people who come to Christ every week. We leave changed every week, every single one of us. I love what it says in 1 Samuel 10, 16. It says, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you in power and you will be changed into a different person. I mean, can, you, can you look at that? You'll be changed into a different person. The spirit of God is just moving your life. The Spirit of God just, just, just soaking in the Spirit, just changing you. Every single week, there's something happening. I mean, some of you guys broke some habits this last week. I mean, some of you guys started some habits too. We've talked about this the last few weeks since we started this year. I mean, some of you guys have, have been praying with your family. Uh, some of you guys have been praying with your kids. Uh, some of you guys have been reading your Bible every day. Some of you guys have made some choices to be healthy, uh, just to, to cut back on the sugar like me. Uh, some of you guys tempted me with Big Dad Donuts last Sunday, and I'm still, I'm still having that fallen into your temptation. Uh, I've been weak at times, you know. Um, but I'm just telling you, some of you guys start some godly habits. Some of you guys start, try to change some things because the Spirit of God's been working your life. I talked to a lady this last week. I mean, just grew up in a, an abusive uh, situation. Uh, walked through all these um, different things in her life. Uh, pretty much given up on church. And she started coming to her church um, just a few months back. And God's been just moving her life. And she told me, she goes, I, I love your church. 
I love what God's doing in your church. I've given up on church for a long time, but I'm coming here. I can just sense that the Spirit of God's just doing something in your church. Can I just tell you something? Everybody leaves change when they come to church. Amen? I mean, just the Spirit of God just working in your life. Can I tell you one of the best ways you, that your life change happens? I mean, it happens in relationships. It's found in John, James 5.16. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so you may be healed. Man, life change happens in relationships. It happens when you, when you hang out with other people like, like, uh, like other Christians that are following Jesus. I mean, when you run up here, like you're gonna hear some stuff. But I'm telling you something, the people you hang out with will absolutely change your life. The people you run with will change your life. I can't tell you how many times, even this last week, I've talked to people that are running the wrong crowds, that are running with the wrong people, and they're like, man, I don't, I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. It's like, man, you got the wrong people around you. You need some fathers in front of you. They're going to help you along the race. You need some brothers beside you. They're going to run with you. Got some sons behind you. They're going to carry with you. You got some moms. You got some daughters. You got some sisters with you. You're going to run this race together because some strength and some numbers. Amen. I believe you serve an unstoppable vision. I mean, a vision we get a picture of God and say, "Oh man, I can't believe what God can do." I mean, if we can just get a little taste of God's day. Like we're just the tip of the iceberg. Like we're just barely seeing all of God. But I'm telling you something, His majesty is so big. And if we can just have some expectation, we just get in community and say, you know what, I want my life to be changed. I'm going to be different. Man, I'm going to join a life group. Like I'm going I'm to just get in community. I'm not going to do this on my own. I can't run this race by myself. i got to find some people with me. I'm going to be knit together. I'm going to be a, a community. We launched a church. We're a group of people. But we've become a community of believers. So if you're hurting, I'm hurting. If you're bleeding, I'm bleeding. We're going to be together. We're going to care for each other. I'm telling you something, that formula comes together. All of a sudden, man, God is just growing. God is changing people. Every time somebody comes in the door, they're challenged, they're changed. Can I tell you, we're a church that welcomes everybody. Man, we're going to give God as much time to change somebody's life as Satan did messing up. Amen? Like We're just going to care for people that. We're just going to love them. Wherever they come in, wherever they look like, whoever they are, whatever presupposition, whatever they think about, whatever. Man, we're just going to love them. Amen? We're going to love them to Jesus because that's what God calls us to love your neighbor as yourself. Man, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be a church where everybody's needed. We're going to plug you into your gift. We're going to help you make a difference. Can I tell you something? You're qualified today, amen, to be used by God. The only criteria for you to be used by God is to say, God, I'm willing. God, I'm willing. God, I'm willing. I don't know anything about this church thing. Like, I don't know anything about all this thing. Like, I don't know anything about working with kids. I don't know anything. About it, but God, I'm just willing. God, just put me in anywhere. God, I want to serve you. I want to make a difference. Can I tell you something? Are you willing today? Are we willing to say, God, just use my life? I mean, we'll do it for all this other stuff. But today, I'm asking you, man, will you step up and say, I'm going to be willing to serve God. I'm going to be part of the mission of what God's doing because it's an unstoppable mission. Can I encourage you today to leave changed? Like, show us some expectation that God's going to do something in your life. I mean, just let the Word of God soak in your life and forever be changed by the Spirit of God. The question I'm going to ask you is simply this this morning. And uh, it's just something I want to leave you with and hopefully you really think about and God impress on your heart. But will you be a part? Or will a better way, will you give your life to the mission of God? Will you give your life to the mission of God? Because there's something you understand about the mission of God. It's unstoppable. You can't stop the mission of God. Now, I don't know the day if the 49ers are going to stop the Chiefs. I sure hope they don't. But I'm telling you something. The mission of God is unstoppable. Amen? And I'm telling you, like, you plug into what God's doing. It's, it's made it, baby. Like, I read something that happened 2,000 years ago in the church, and God is in it. Can we just be that kind of church this evening, a stoppable church, to see the all of God? I mean, expectation in community. Just saying, God, you just show up this year. We're going to play a part of that mission together. Father, God, we come before you. God, we thank you so much for who you are and what you're doing in our church. God, I pray that you remind us that we're part of some unstoppable mission. God, that we can't be defeated because you're in this. God, you've, you've, you've given us this vision. God, we just be obedient to what you put in our hand, God, to create a life-giving church in our community. God, I pray you do work in our hearts this year. God, that you remind us of who you are. God, you reflect in prayer. 
Man, what role are you gonna play in the mission of God? What position is God calling you to play? I mean, across this room, there are those who say, you know what? I'm going to go all in the mission of God. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm going to go all in. Maybe it means inviting people out to real life. Maybe it means using your gifts to make a difference. Maybe it means joining a life group. I mean, a question this morning, are you willing to go all in for Jesus on the unstoppable mission of God? If that's you this morning, you say, I'm going to go all in on the mission, this unstoppable mission. If that's you, just lift your hands high and say, I'm going to be part of the unstoppable mission of God. Come on, put those hands up. You're unashamed. I'm part of the unstoppable mission of God. I see your hands all across this place. Father, we come before you. God, thank you for your Holy Spirit doing the work all you can do. God, I pray that we be unstoppable. God, remind us that our faith is found in you, God, and you can conquer anything. God, you defeated death, hell, and a grave for us. God, thank you for bringing people into our mission. God, thank you for those who have been so faithful to serve this mission. God, I pray for new people to get connected. God, I pray for every single person in this room. God, to be in all of you and get connected into a life group today. God, help our community know that we welcome everybody into our house. God, we want to bring people to you. God, use us to change this city. God, if you can use anybody, God, I pray use us today. As we keep praying, some of you are going to leave forever changed today by Jesus. Some of you are going to walk out of here coming from a bay, a bad experience at church, or maybe not understanding the things of God. But today, something is drawing you. Something is pulling you closer to God, and that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you in this moment and saying, you need Jesus. You need to make a change. And that's drawing you to him. And Jesus is here today. He is standing arms open wide for you. He accepts you just how you are. He died for your sins. He didn't expect you to clean up your mess. He's going to carry your burden for you. He's going to give you a fresh start today. Who is Jesus? Jesus, the perfect son of God. He died on the cross for our sins. He came 2,000 years ago to our neighborhood, to maybe the worst neighborhood in the universe, to come to love us enough to die on a crucifixion death on the cross in the worst pain possible, but gave his life and spilled his blood so we can have purpose and meaning today. He died for all your wrongs, past, present, and future. On the third day, he rose from the dead, defeating sin, death, and the grave for us. The Bible tells us this, if anybody calls the name of Jesus, he will be saved, he'll be brand new, you'll be changed from the inside out, you'll have hope and a purpose and a God that loves you today some of you to make the best decision you can ever make in your life today to join the unstoppable mission of God. You take a step towards Jesus. And Jesus is going to give you new life and new hope and forgive your sins. And so today, if you need Jesus, to say yes to forgiveness, yes to him. If that's you, just lift your hand in this place and say, yes, I need Jesus in this place. Yes, I need new life. I need new hope. So I need Jesus. Come on, anybody else say, I need Jesus in this place. Father, we come before you. God, we need you today. God, I pray for somebody that needs this. God, I pray they just reach out to you and say, Father, God, just take my sin from me. I've been living my own way. God, I've been on my own mission. God, I've been doing my own path. And God, I realize today that you've been pursuing me. God, I'm being all of you. God, I'll be a part of your unstoppable mission. God, it's not my story. So God, forgive my sin. God, make me new. God, change me from the inside out. God, we thank you, God. You can have our lives. We sell it to you. It's the unstoppable mission of God. I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give it up for God.